Hey, hey, welcome to The Skinny with Jesus. Today is July 4th, 2019. Happy 4th of July to all of my American listeners. I hope if you are an American celebrating our Independence Day today that you are um, doing something very American, like eating hot dogs, or maybe you're um, on a on a boat at the lake, or you are at a swimming pool, or just doing something with friends. Um, If you guys hear uh, laughter and screaming and yelling in the background with me, that is because I have got my kids outside in the pool in my office right here where I'm recording the windows back up to our backyard. And so you might hear that from time to time. We are smoking some ribs and swimming and just spending time together as a family today. And I am recording the Skinny with Jesus and then headed out there to spend time with the ones I love most. My name is Bevan Caramello. We are at the beginning of our new series. We're only two episodes in. Today is our second episode as we walk through the first six chapters of the book of Joshua. This episode, uh, or this series, pardon me, is called The Road to Jericho. All right. And in our last episode, we went through the first half of chapter one of the book of Joshua. And we discovered the type of relationship God wants us to have with him in his word. In verse eight of chapter one, we saw where God directed Joshua to meditate on his word day and night. Do you guys remember that from the last episode? Meditate on it day and night. And then we also saw that godly prosperity and success is actually promised to us through the wisdom offered to us in his word. Again, that's godly prosperity and success. It's not necessarily, it doesn't look like worldly prosperity or worldly success, but godly prosperity is is different. It's the promise of wisdom that comes from spending time in his word, that comes from spending time in prayer. When we meditate on his word day and night, God promises that we are going to have prosperity and success in him. In other words, knowing what to do when um, when things come our way, because we have the wisdom that can only come from his word. Okay, today we are moving on through chapter one. We're going to be looking at the second half of Joshua chapter one, and we're going to be talking about courage, okay, which I think is so fitting considering that today is the 4th of July. Um, And I wanted to share with you guys something that was written on one of the whiteboards at my gym this morning. Um, It said, United States of America, land of the free, home of the brave. And then somebody had actually scratched out home in the home of the brave part and wrote the word because. So it said, land of the free because of the brave. Oh, it just almost gave me cold chills. I absolutely, um, I just, I love that. Um, I, I would, I want to dedicate this episode, um, to all the men and women who have fought for this great nation, um, both past and present and, and in the future too. That's the cool thing about podcasts is this will continue to go on into the future. After the 4th of July, 2019, um, we can still listen to, to this podcast 
years from now. So to all the servicemen and women, um, past, present, and future, I hope and pray that we are a nation who never takes our freedoms for granted. It is because of the soldiers who have had courage um, to bravely fight for our freedoms that podcasts like this one can even exist, that we can live in a nation where we are free to worship and believe and talk about our God the way that we want to without um, having to be uh, afraid for our lives or afraid of, of persecution. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm mindful today on days like this um, of our Christian's brothers and sisters throughout the world who um, might live in different parts of the world where if they can't um, worship freely, that they are, um, that they have to be careful um, with how boldly or loudly they live their faith, that they're forced to worship in hiding for out of fear for their lives. Um, so on that note, we are talking about courage today. So if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to the book of Joshua chapter one. Okay. Um, and I am going to um, read this for us. If you don't have your Bible, that's okay. You can just listen. I'll read it. I am going to start in verse nine, where we left off last week or last episode. Pardon me. Okay. It says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land. The Lord, your God is giving you for your own. Okay. You guys will remember um, that we had talked about this in the last episode, the Israelites have been wandering in the desert for 40 years, okay? And they've come up as far as the Jordan, okay? The western border of Israel. I'm sorry, the eastern border of Israel. And they have already taken possession of the land on the eastern side of the Jordan River. But now... After 40 years, they are about to cross over the Jordan and begin to conquer the lands on the other side of the Jordan River, west of the Jordan, okay? And so Joshua, Moses has died, and Joshua is now their leader. And so I want you guys to try to imagine for a minute, all of the adults died off, okay, as they were wandering through the desert. So the children that were one, for example, when they... Uh, when Moses led them out of Egypt, those kids are 41 years old now, okay? If you were five years old when when they fled Egypt and, and they were led out of captivity, led out of slavery, and Moses led them across into the desert, they're 45 years old now, okay? They've been wandering for 40 years, 
with this promise of this land that they were eventually going to possess. And I just want you to try to imagine what this is like as Joshua is going around. He has the the different leaders going through the camp telling him, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, this thing that you've been told about your entire life, this is actually going to happen. Three days from now, we're going to go do it. We are crossing the Jordan and we are going to take the land that God has promised us. I mean, can you imagine the excitement Excitement in the air as they are heading into the promised land, okay? But this is a battle that they're facing in front of them. Um, they they are, are headed across the Jordan, but they aren't just going to just grab the land. It's not like the people who are living there right now are just going to... Um, are just going to move over for them, right? They have to go take possession of this land, okay? I want to keep reading here. Uh, pick it up with me in verse 12. It says, but, the, but to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord... Your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Okay, let's stop right there for just a second and unpack this just a little bit. Okay, so the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and then half of the tribe of Manasseh, okay, they have already taken possession of the land that is east of the Jordan. Okay. So they already conquered that land and they have already taken possession of it. Okay. These different tribes, they were named after the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay. Or also known as Jacob. Okay. Jacob and Israel are those are the same person. If you hear the name Jacob, you hear the name Israel in the old Testament. So Jacob's sons, okay. He had 12 sons. These are the tribes of Israel, okay? But there's no tribe name, there's not one tribe named after Joseph. There's no tribe of Joseph, okay? He was the oldest son of Jacob's wife, Rachel. And because of that, Joseph's tribe inherited a double portion, okay? So Joseph's two sons both got an inheritance, okay? Um, Ephraim was one son, and then the one we just heard about, Manasseh, and I am sorry if I'm pronouncing these names wrong, guys. I try to go back and listen to them um, in Bible Gateway so that I can hear the correct pronunciation, but I, confession, did not get to that before this episode. So I'm probably just butchering them, forgive me. But if you guys are looking them up in your Bible, I think you'll know who I'm talking about. Okay, so Ephraim and Manasseh, okay, they are the, the two... Um, sons of Joseph, and they've got a double portion. So half of the tribe of Manasseh settled on the western side of the Jordan. Sorry, the eastern side of the Jordan. I keep doing that. Okay. And, um, And then also the tribe of Reuben and the tribe of Gad. Okay. 
Um, these are, these, they had really large flocks and it has been said that the land on the east side of the Jordan was especially suited for large flocks. So they requested of Moses that they be given this land. So when they conquered this land, Moses has already given them their inheritance. Okay. But they were instructed by Joshua and by Moses before Joshua from God, that they were to help the other tribes. They were to help their brothers to conquer the rest of the promised land as well. Cause their brothers helped them, right? As they're moving toward the Jordan. Now they're going to cross over. They're going to go conquer all this land. Their wives, their kids and their livestock can stay, but the fighting men are supposed to go and fight with their brothers. And then they get to return and go back to the land that Moses has already given them. Okay. So they're about to go across the Jordan into the promised land. We already talked about the excitement there that, that has got to be stirred up among all these people. And remember guys, this is hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Okay. This wasn't just like a small camp of people. This is, this is, you know, millions of people. So remember too, as they're crossing the Jordan, it still has to be conquered. Okay, there are people living there. They're going to have to drive out in order to take control of this land that God has promised them. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me just back one book to the book of Deuteronomy. Okay, Um, it's the book right before Joshua. I want us to look um, just at a couple of places here in the book of Deuteronomy at what happened as they were conquering that land. Okay, that's already been given to those three tribes we just talked about. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 31 through 34 and then 36 for us and then go on into chapter 3 and I'll read verses 1 through 6. Okay, chapter 2, starting with 31. Okay, this is Moses here. Okay, so God is, is speaking to Moses. Moses wrote the book of Deuteronomy. Okay, it says, The Lord said to me, See, I have begun to deliver Sihon and his country over to you. Now, begin to conquer and possess this land. Okay, guys, this is that land east of the Jordan that they've already conquered. When Sihon and all his army came out to meet us in battle at Jahaz, the Lord our God delivered him over to us, and we struck him down together with his sons and his whole army. At that time, we took all his towns and completely destroyed them. Okay, then it goes on to say in verse 36, From Aurora on the rim of the Arnon Gorge and from the town in the gorge, even as far as Gilead, not one town was too strong for us. The Lord our God gave us all of them. All right, now hop down to chapter three with me and let's look at verses one through six. Next, we turned and went up along the road toward Bashan and Og, king of Bashan, with his whole army marched out to meet us in battle at Edre. The Lord said to me, do not be afraid of him for I have handed him over to you with his whole army and his land. Do to him what you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon. So the Lord our God also gave into our hands Og, king of Bashan, and all his army. 
we struck them down, leaving no survivors. At that time, we took all his cities. There was not one of the 60 cities that we did not take from them. The whole region of Argob, Og's kingdom in Bashan. All these cities were fortified with high walls and with gates and bars. And there were also a great many walled villages. We completely destroyed them as we had done in Sihon, king of Heshbon, destroying every city, men, women, and children. Okay. Did you guys get all that? I know that was a mouthful. That was a lot. You guys, this is the land they already conquered east of the Jordan, okay, that Joshua is talking about in our text for today. This is that land where um, the tribe of Gad and Reuben and the half-tribe of Manasseh, this is where they've already conquered this land. Joshua was there, you guys. He was with Moses when all of this took place that we just read about in Deuteronomy. He would have remembered. He would have known Exactly. Okay. And look back with me in Joshua chapter one. Do you guys remember we read this verse last week? Joshua one five says, this is God talking to Joshua. Okay. He says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give to them. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You guys, this is promised victory for Joshua when he is walking with God. God was telling Joshua, I'll guide you too. I'll protect you too, right? Joshua saw all of that happen in Deuteronomy. He's saying, I'll give you wisdom too. What you saw me do for Moses, I'm going to do it for you too, right? I'm with you. Don't be afraid. God says, it's not because you've got this, Joshua. It's because I've got this. Just like I had Moses, I've got you. Right here. We see as our very first takeaway for today, if you guys are taking notes, jot this one down. Courage in us comes from God's presence with us. Courage in us comes from God's presence with us. I love um, what the prophet Ezekiel says in chapter 36, verse 26. It says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. That's God speaking through the prophet Ezekiel. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, you guys. God's spirit in us is what will help us to push past our fears into those deeper waters. It's what helped Joshua push past across the waters of the Jordan into the promised land, knowing the God who said he would never leave him or forsake him. This spirit in us, God's spirit in us, is what helps us to push past our fears 
in the middle of the storms of this life, whatever those may be. I tell my kids often, I've told them this numerous times, when they're anxious or scared about something, I'll say, you know, having courage doesn't mean that you're not afraid. Courage is doing it anyway, even though you're afraid. Having courage doesn't mean you're not afraid. It means you do it anyway. It means that we do whatever it is that we're trying to do, that we feel God leading us to do, that we know we have to do. We do it trusting that spirit. We trust God's spirit in us. Trusting the spirit that's in you to guide you. Believing that God never abandons you. The God who says he will never leave you or forsake you. You guys, this was his promise to Joshua. I will never leave you or forsake you. And this is his promise to us. Turn with me, if you have your Bible with you, um, to the New Testament book of Matthew. We're going to be in chapter 14. I'm going to read verses 22 through 27 for us. Listen to this, you guys. This is um, in Matthew. He's telling us about when uh, Jesus walked on water. He says, immediately after this, and um, just to put this in context, this is after Jesus had fed the 5,000. That's what Matthew's talking about there. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was alone there. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Don't be afraid. I am here. Six simple words. Again, you guys, courage in us comes from God's presence with us. Don't be afraid. I am here. Peter then got out of the boat in the middle of this huge storm, right? And he says, if it's you, Jesus, then command me to come to you, to walk on the water. And in his courage, he stepped out of that boat. I'm sure he was still afraid of this huge storm. They were, he was terrified when he was in the boat, right? <laughs> they were all terrified of these huge waves that are crashing around them when they were in the boat, but now he's stepping out of the boat. And his courage came from his faith in Jesus. He knew the one who had the power over the storm, right? This um, 
this story in Matthew reminded me of um, something that's been around as long as I can remember, all the way back to the very beginning of my childhood. Um, really, for as long as I can remember, my mom has had this little gold plaque on her bathroom vanity that says, Sometimes the Lord calms the storm. Sometimes he lets the storm rage and calms his child. That has been on my mother's vanity my whole life. Um, and I love that. Um, Luke 8.25 tells us that Jesus commands the winds and the water. And even, oh, there's Cheerio. Some of you have been listening for a while. You know uh, our beloved sweet pet, our dog Cheerio, who... Um, shakes his collar from time to time. He likes to chime in every now and then. He doesn't want to be ignored. That's him in the background. So Luke 8.25 tells us that Jesus commands the winds and the water, and even storms obey him. You guys, what storm can't he handle? Jesus, right? This is our God who created the universe. I want you to be thinking about it right now. What storm in this life is too big for our God? Divorce? Bankruptcy? Those are deep, messy waters, right? Jesus says, I am here. Maybe the storm you're facing is cancer or some other illness. That's so scary. So scary. Jesus says, don't be afraid. Not because that illness isn't scary, but he says, I am with you. Maybe it's addiction. Those who have faced addiction know that it is not an easy battle. It's one you can't win on your own. Jesus says, you don't have to fight this fight alone. Where you are weak, I am strong. And I am here. Remember that story we just looked at back in Matthew? Do you guys remember how that ends? You guys remember what happened with Peter? Walking on the water, he stepped out of the boat. He stepped out of the boat and he began to walk toward Jesus. He walked on water. Until what? Until he took his eyes off of his Savior. And he started focusing on the storm. He started focusing on the waves and the wind and the chaos that was all around him. And what happened? He started to sink. He went under. But then Jesus, our Savior, walks over and reaches down and pulls him out. Romans 8.31 says that if God is for us, who can be against us? You guys, if God is for us, who can be against us? I have um, a really close friend in the deep, scary, uh, very turbulent 
waters of addiction right now. Literally, I mean, she is literally battling for her life and everything she holds dear. And this addiction threatens to take her under and steal the life of abundance that God has for her. You know, having courage doesn't mean that the battle will be easy. It means you fight anyway. It means she fights anyway. Pushes through the fear. Knowing the God who will never leave you or forsake you is right there with you. He commands the storm to obey. And he's holding you close. So let's keep our eyes fixed on him. Because he's where our courage comes from. As we close today in prayer, uh, you guys, I want to specifically lift up all those who are struggling with addiction or uh, who maybe have loved ones battling it. Um, Okay, will you pray with me? Father God, um, Father, our Savior, the God who commands the wind and the waves when the storm obeys you how great is our God Lord we praise you for being that big that awesome and that powerful and Lord we confess that we are small and often scared and we doubt Lord, that you will show up. We doubt the God who says he will never leave us and forsake us. Lord, forgive us. Lord, I just want to especially lift up today um, anyone who is battling the main evil spirit of addiction, Lord. I pray your freedom for them for their loved ones. Lord, I pray that you would break every chain, that they would cling to you, Lord, that they would keep their eyes fixed on you, that they would cling to your word, Lord, knowing that you are the God who grants wisdom and that success comes from you. When we walk with you, we'll never find it anywhere else. Lord, I lift up those who are fighting other battles as well, illness, cancer, other sicknesses, those who are fighting financial battles, those who are having marital struggles or or, uh, hard parenting battles, Lord, loving their prodigals and praying and hoping that they'll return. So many, so many battles in this world, Lord. And you are the God who is powerful enough to beat them all. You are the God who holds us close. Lord, I thank you for this time together. I thank you, Lord, for the promises 
in your word. And I thank you, Lord, for being the God who is faithful to fulfill every single one of them. So in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, skinny peeps, that is it for today. Thanks for tuning in with us. I love our time together. Um, if you would like um, to request specific prayer for yourself or someone you love, um, please know, you know, whatever your battle is right now, you are not alone. So if you have specific prayer requests, um, please don't hesitate to ask. You guys feel free to post prayers, uh, prayer requests in the Skinny with Jesus Facebook page. Just search the Skinny with Jesus in Facebook and add yourself there if you're not already um, a member of that Facebook page. And um, you guys, there's a whole community of people there who would feel privileged to pray for you and encourage you. Um, or you can always private message me directly as well. Um, I hope that all of you will join us back here again as we continue in our next episode on the road to Jericho in Joshua chapter two. I am always praying for you guys. Happy 4th of July. Bye now. <laughs>